Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Hey, welcome back to Ike Live. Thanks for hanging in there with us. We've got through our auto issue. Brian DeCarpenter, correct me if I'm wrong. Click, click. Audio issues are gone. <laughs> I can't hear you, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. Okay. What's up? I'm here. Audio issues now. are gone, and I kicked the co-host out, Pete Glusick. So now this show is going to run smooth without Pete in here. Because Pete's a disaster. Uh, let me remind <laughs> you, if you're watching, lots of ways to watch. If you're watching on IkeLive.com, please hit us up on the IM board. Eric, the intern back there is going to sift through some of your comments and let them through. Also, you can watch us on Facebook at Ike Live Show and uh, follow us over there as well. Brian, are we on? Are we on uh, YouTube tonight as yeah. well? Yeah. Oh, we are, and we're broadcasting live on YouTube There's tonight. There's thirty thousand people watching. For all on the YouTube, YouTube right people now. out there, give them something to to watch. Uh, let me remind you, we got a great show tonight. We've got the kayak special. Keaton Eoff in the house Woo! on the couch with us tonight. In a little bit, we're going to be talking to Ron Champion. And his Ray. young son will be joining us. And then later in the show, Chris Payne, Mr. Kayak, will be joining us. He's at, what, does he have that tattooed on his arm? He does. Mr. Kayak. That's Chris kind of a Payne. cool last name. You have a lot of range for nicknames. Payne? Yeah. Bring the pain? Sure. Rain the pain? Mr. Payne. Mr. Payne. <laughs> Mr. Payne. It is. It is. Uh, Keenan, I'm going to jump back to you and talk a little bit about everybody knows you as a Hobie, the Hobie kayak guy. But before Hobie, tell me a little bit about tell me a little bit about how how'd you get into fishing, and then I want you to talk about Sabil because that that was that was a, I know that was a cool time for you. Yeah. So talk yeah. a little bit about that. But how'd you get into this whole mess of a sport? You know, it's just absolutely growing up loving fishing. I think we all had that experience. It didn't matter what it was. I was fishing in culverts. I was anywhere I could, golf courses anywhere. Yeah. I could, you know. Yeah. Trespass property. Hey, you're saying, I don't know. You judged me on the trespass, and here you are stomping all over the green. I did not judge you. I just acted like maybe I hadn't committed uh, that okay. offense before. Thank you. But, I felt but, judged. Yeah, but, you know, I, I think there's some of us that just have this thing that doesn't matter what you catch. Um, you, you're just driven to go do it. Yeah. And so that's ever since, like, my, you know, Vegas' age, I can remember just, you know, my fishing oh. experience. Yeah. Um, and, uh, just grew up in, in normal life, always loved it, always, you know, did it, um, had a couple businesses and, uh, you know, just kind of was at that point where I was like, golly, I think I'm gonna be miserable if I don't really go after this. And, right. Um, so I just started trying to get a job. So the first thing I did, I sent my resume out to all the big companies and got crickets. Right. Oh, man. Total, that, total crickets? Crickets. Right. Crickets. No response. And uh, I'd kind of worked my way down that, that I was, you know, the Internet was just getting started, right? So I used the Internet and... and, and uh, Use MySpace? I don't remember. You know, <laughs> this would have been before MySpace. Oh, before MySpace. Oh, right? before my... okay. Um, but, yeah, so I got a job with Texas Fish and Game Magazine. Great magazine yeah. in Texas. Um, still love those folks. And started selling advertising uh, with them. Started meeting people in the industry. And just kind of like one thing led to another. And... Uh, started working for some smaller lure companies, and uh, then kind of got into marketing. Did marketing for a lodge down the coast. Um, that was about the time I I, I met uh, Patrick and and Sabil. Yeah. A buddy of mine, Dave Maynard, and I were at uh, uh, Lake Mead fishing during ICAST one year, and there was this French guy on the boat, and he was behind us about 30 yards. We we're trying to catch these big stripers, and we we're casting, and all of a sudden we see this lure come flying over our shoulders. And outcast both of us. And we've got a 30-yard head start. We both just kind of turn around, and he's grinning at us. Well, <laughs> that's when we met Patrick Sabile. And, uh, you know, many people know he's kind of one of the great characters now yeah. of, uh, of sport fishing, and he's a brilliant mind and great lure designer. And uh, so we met Patrick there, and uh, at, at the time he'd yet to even design, you know, he probably had some prototypes going, but was still just this, uh, I think his claim to fame at the time is he had was the captain of the world record tarpon catch. So, you know, in Europe, he was a known personality, but right. in the U.S., you know, no one knew him. Right. 
Uh, and then, you know, where, where did he catch that tarpon at? You know, um, Guinea-Bissau, actually. It's in Africa. Oh, okay. Wow. So I didn't even know they were in Africa. Oh, see, he had a lodge over there for years. Um, and, and that did a lot of his operating out of there. So, um, yeah, so met Patrick and, uh, we kind of cranked up, you know, a, uh, a concept to, uh, Dave and, Dave and I to bring the brand in the U.S. and get the U.S. distribution rights. And, uh, along with Patrick, uh, started a lure company. So you met a guy on the water. Met bombing him on the over water. your shoulder. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What, what a, what a wow. connection. Yeah. Do you remember, what, what did he say the first time you met? Do you, is there is there something you remember that sticks with you? Because uh, I'm closing my eyes and imagining yeah. it was something like, uh, Kitan, <laughs> the zebra masal by the dam. <laughs> you know what? He was pretty quiet then, to be honest with you. Um, and because he was, he, I think he'd had a trip before and they didn't catch any big fish. And he was pretty persistent with the guide, basically saying, hey, I want to see a big fish. And so he was just on the guide boat. The guide asked if you know, we cared if he, a French rider came along. And we're like, yeah, you know, no problem as long yeah. as he didn't get in our way, right? Right. As long as he stays out of our fish. And then right. the next thing we know, this lure comes flying over our heads. And he's back there grinning. <laughs> you know, and he just had some really sweet sweet gear. And uh, you're, you're, a lot of European gears is a little more advanced. We're catching up. Yeah. But this was, you know, 15 years ago now. and. They really had some uh, more advanced gear sure. than I think what we we have over in the United States. Wow! And, wow. Uh, and so he was chunking lures a lot further than ours. Yeah. But, um, he brought that uh, that concept of really high quality gear, and then with his mind, and made some great great lures. And and really this you know we launched that company the U.S. side of it in my garage in Abilene, Texas. Wow. And there, there's really not a lot of fish in Abilene. You know, like you don't think of it being this this great fishing area yeah. there's plenty of good fishing our water's just a little red um but uh yeah we launched it there and and it wasn't about what we did in Abilene; it's about what we did everywhere else and, wow. and slowly yeah. started growing the brand that would have been like oh five six and uh and it really kind of pinnacled and i don't know the year but I, I can remember really well the thing that really set the company off the chart we'd had some like regional successes in tournaments with guys winning winning um, some events down Rayburn. Then we had a, had a bait that did really well on the Florida coast. It was kind of getting some TV highlight. But on uh, Clarks Hill Reservoir, I believe, I remember Kenyon this. Hill, Yes. Peter T. gave Kenyon a bait. Like it was this, I, we had no connection with Kenyon. Um, Peter T. had given him one of these baits that he picked up in Florida, I think, was basically the story. Someone can call and correct me if I'm wrong, but... Um, I'm sitting there, and I'm getting calls from my reps. And guys at the Dawn Coffee Company, great rep group. Um, I'm getting calls. They're like, dude, they're showing the, the Magic Swimmer on on the, on stage, yeah. you know. And, and we're like, wow, that's getting pretty cool, you know. And all of a sudden, you know, we're starting to get some online orders and stuff. And, yeah. and it just kind of went on and on. Well, two weeks later, uh, the show airs, the Bassmaster show airs. And there's no better spokesperson than Kenyon Hill because he's so genuine. And the guy is just throwing this bait out there he's switching back and forth between a magic swimmer and a, a carolina rig and he's just like and each time he sets the hook on the swimmer it's like a bigger fish and he's shaking the screen and at this time zona is just sold out zona's going pay attention to the bait he's using and uh it just i mean blew up overnight yeah and it was just the greatest thing for this little company yeah i remember that event i remember yeah. i remember that was my first time in fact as you were talking about it it was my first time that I knew about that bait. But the interesting thing is that, to me, launched the hard swim bait craze in the U.S. It really did. Like, like it wasn't the it wasn't the first hard swim bait, but that was the beginning to the hard swim bait craze. Like, everywhere in the United States. It was the first time on the Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, especially with with Zona, you know, talking about that and just pointing out every fish. Pay attention to Lou, and he's Kenya shaking it and drinking Dr Pepper. Yeah, and, you know, and we were just like, oh. you know, you then we had to scripted it. Yeah, you no, then we had to struggle to keep up with orders for the yeah. next wow. two years. Yeah, and especially so. on Herring Lakes, that thing just became a staple. It did. The way that it moved and the way that the blueback herring moved was very similar. You I know. And maybe it works at 
one time I, I can hear my mics back on now. The uh sorry guys. But the um but I remember the guys were walking around and at, at the next herring tournament, yeah. whichever it was, maybe yeah. on Hartwell or back on Clark Hill the next year, and every single boat had the magic swimmer on the deck. Yeah. Every single one. Including me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I, me. I, I actually have a question. Yeah. How how does it work for a lure company that goes through that type of dynamic bump? How how, how does how does like what, what's the first like like can you walk us through that? Um the the first it in a in a way it's it's this huge exhilaration because you've kind of like finally hit it. And then really the next 6 months were really challenging. Um multiple reasons, but we literally woke up the next morning that that show aired. And you just, you had so many online orders. Yeah. And this was when, you know, like I said, online ordering was just, you know, we had a pretty pretty good website set up in place. And you, you'd go, and you'd, the number of elite pros that you would see on their ordering. Yeah. It just, but, but it just grew and grew and grew. And one of the challenges that happens with companies our size, especially in this digital age, is a consumer wants the product. And so they're making phone calls. They're calling multiple dealers. And so all these orders are getting placed. And, uh, and it's just this race to fulfill it. Right. And so you get to the point where you just, you know, you commit everything to fulfilling those orders. Yeah. And it just, it was, it was, it was a, the greatest time. It was a really challenging time getting all that done. And, you know, you have some, some, you know, disappointments because you can only, you know, when, yeah. when all of a sudden your, your sales grow, you know, a hundred, 200 fold overnight and you're not resourced and set up to do it you have to be really careful with, right. with where you spend your money how you do it and and you know at the time we were producing in asia and so it was a, a nice long um time frame between orders and yeah. production yeah. it was a lot yeah. it was a lot of, but you know what um we got through it and you know the company ended up selling to uh pure fishing and yeah um the rest is kind of history and that was when uh it was time for me to go join hobie right so that's literally when uh, when I left and joined Hobie and uh, started uh, refining my passions and fishing everybody of water I could find. Yeah, yeah. That went, well, you, and you got to miss the uh, next part of Sabil, which was like, what do you do next? How do we top that? Yeah, we just <laughs> you know it was it was a uh, it was a good time to move on. Uh, a yeah. lot of changes were happening yeah. and. Um, yeah, it was, it was time. That was an interesting yeah. time, time lore-wise, though, because you had that at the same time the chatterbait was starting to jump off. Yeah. 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 Right? You had these two wild yeah. concepts that were yeah. starting to really be honed in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to create a game-changer that's a truly unique thing, you know? Companies try to do it every year, mm-hmm. but only every six or eight do you have one that's actually a true game-changer, you know? And chatterbait was one, and the Magic Swimmer was definitely was definitely one, you know? For sure, yep. no doubt. Oh, it's clearly clearly wasn't the uh, you know and that that kind of you know now the whole category of the glide baits is which I think is the magic swimmer is in that category and now yeah. everybody's you know talking about that yeah. you know that's like uh, you know it's a big deal now yeah. on the for the swim bait guys all over the country especially on the west coast you it, know? Is, it is a big deal and speaking of big deals I want to uh, change topics real quick and talk Hobie Worlds want to talk Hobie Worlds with you Keaton. That's a big deal. You're, this year is Hobie World 7? Seven, 7. This coming year. Seven. So seven years in. I, I want to hear the story about how Hobie Worlds came about. Get, t- get, take me back to Hobie Worlds 1, what the concept was, and then now flash forward to Hobie World 7. It's giant. Yeah. Everybody wants to be there. It's a big deal in the kayak world. Talk a little bit about that. It, it's, a, it's a cool, cool event. And uh, Hobie Worlds 1, it... it it's hard to think back really now i'm like because now we're at seven so that means it was seven years ago yeah. and, and at one time so it was basically uh i think 2010 was our, our first one and 2009 now here's what's cool about hobie we were a sailboat company before we were a kayak company right and they have sailboat world's events all over the world and they have for years yeah well steve fields um my compadre over in australia uh, did a lot of those. So Steve had a lot of experience. And one day, he was over in California. We were both out in Oceanside, and we were kind of brainstorming through, you know, what would it look like if we did something like this for fishing. And uh, Steve had that history. And because my company had had a lot of success from the sales side, uh, 
you know, once we presented it, it was like, yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. And so we shoestringed it. We had it in Australia, the first one. Um, and, you know, we, we handpicked people to attend because we didn't even have time to qualify. We right. Just, we said we're going to have an event. And yeah. we did it, and it went really well. And, and going back to that community thing, that, that's kind of what was the driving force in the beginning because we brought people from the U.S. to Australia, a couple other countries, and we met people that were like-minded. Yeah. That, that liked what we liked. And then we went our separate ways, but thanks to social media, you could stay in contact. Right. right. And and I really think that was a driving force, you know, that ability to, to meet people, find like-minded people. And then uh, so year number two, we came to the U.S., um, we had an event in the U.S., and, and we went back and forth. You asked Australia a couple of years, and you just watched this community build. Uh, and then we really knew that if it was going to be legitimate, we had to develop qualifiers and, and find ways for anglers to qualify for the event. And, you know, we the first couple of qualifiers, you know, we just we found a way. But then we were able to, as more and more events, you know, matured, yeah. we were able to find really good quality events to qualify. And so we really like most of our qualifiers now, you know, and anglers beat out you know, 100 to 300 people yeah. in order to qualify for the Hobie Fishing Worlds. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, uh, and these are these are good guys, good kayak anglers very from, good. from all over the world. Because what's interesting, Pete, I know we talked about it last year, but I was I got to attend last year's event. Dude, I was blown away at how many countries attended this thing. It was crazy. Yeah. How many? There were... Over, how, over 20. Every 20 year, countries. Every year we have over 20 countries represented. That's insane. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That's insane. That's insane. And I mean, it was amazing to me to see, talk about that camaraderie. A lot of tournaments, Pete, you know, when you think of a professional bass event, you know, it's these guys that go to the meeting and then they rush home and they keep to themselves mm-hmm. the whole event. Dude, it's, the wor- Hobie Worlds yeah. are totally, totally different. We, I, Yeah, we plan it. Th- I mean, that it's designed to be that way. Yeah. We want it because, you know, really the prize is qualifying. When right. you when you qualify for the Hobie Fishing Worlds, you get the full experience. One guy wins, but there's 50 more there getting the full experience. Yeah. And really, the difference between number one and number 50 is number one wins entry to the next Worlds. You know, it's not this massive check. It's not. It's there's not a separation. And so that we really look and and you, you experience this every night. We have an event. Every angler's treated the same. Um, our sponsors are just coming more and more involved in the event. And, you know, the anglers show up with in identically rigged kayaks. I mean, literally, you know, there's they, they all have the same gear on the boat except for their rods and reels yeah. and lures. Even, and then, even it out. Even, the even it out. Yeah. And then we like to use some local kayakers. Like in Louisiana, one of the best clubs in the world is the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. These guys are, I mean, heart and soul of kayak fishing down in Louisiana. Well, they came as coaches. And so, you know, we had wow. local local guys, and that part of that that thing that you don't understand that's different about kayak fishing. These guys came, spent you know days coaching these international anglers how to catch redfish and trout. But wow. I'll give you an example, and I don't know what it is, right? I don't know why the kayak world is kinder than the bass boat world. But Tom Michaels, you know, Tom Michaels, yep. Yep. He, he competed against me last year in your charity event to yeah. go to Worlds, lent me his kayak. Let me anything that I needed. He was like, dude, it, it, and he, he stood nothing to gain from yeah. it. Yeah, like I don't understand why. Like what it's makes, crazy? It's a what to- makes the culture so. It's a totally embracing. It's totally you know? different yeah. culture. Like when I was at uh, Hobie Worlds last year, just at the hotel, these guys haven't even didn't even start practicing yet. This is like the night before practice, dude. At the hotel, they're everyone's just talking, sharing baits, knots, lures. Oh, look at this. The hotel was on the water. So they're all out there fishing together, you know. I mean, I mean, like Spain, China, you know, U.S., Australia, all these places mm-hmm. coming together as like one. Like, and and I'm looking at this from a from a Bass Pro, you know, BASS tournament side. I'm like, damn, that's a different hotel setting than the hotels <laughs> I stay at. Even just as much as learning how to use the app. I'm horrible with these devices. Yeah, right. The kid that won the event. Painstakingly, and I know I was painful. Was that Nick? He sat yeah. through. Nick walked, Waddell. It, it yeah. was. He walked yeah. me through the whole thing, and I'm like, I'm like an old dad with these things. And he, <laughs> yeah. Like, and he's sitting there. Expi- well, you were I, trying to do it with a flip phone. Well, was your yeah, first yeah, yeah, you're right. That was 
But I knew I was well beyond what I should have been comprehending this, and that kid made sure I learned how to do it right. before he walked away mm-hmm. from right. me. You know, it's it, it's amazing. It's yeah. a d- different culture, and that's that's but pretty amazing. Isn't that the way you want to do it? You want to make sure your buddy's well equipped before you beat him. Yeah, no. <laughs> that, that way you, you got no excuses. Uh, and, uh, exactly. Yes, Brian Carpenter. Speaking of champions, I'd like to. I'd like to. Can we get? Let's get. Let's dial Ron up. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> Yeah, give me give me three minutes. Okay, I'm gonna give you three minutes. In the three minutes, I do uh, I I have uh, I, I check occasionally on uh, this is coming from the social sites of Ike Live Show. This one actually came through Instagram, so this must be a younger person, and uh, he just he just left initials, and I won't give says his initials. It might give it away, but he has a question for you, and it says, Mike, please ask Keaton. What what is the origin of his nickname, Mister Pufferfish? Mister Pufferfish. That's, what is that's my buddy Morgan? <laughs> the, yeah, back huh. back before I was a very experienced wrangler. Dave, this sounds we, like a new character, by the way. So yeah. listen to this. You know, I was sitting there going at the end of this earlier. I was like, "Thank God I don't have an AKA." I was, I was like, "There's no way they can AKA me." And uh, yeah, well, thanks, buddy. <laughs> anyway, yeah, down in Mexico, I I'm I can drop drop a jig down and catch a pufferfish ever cast. So Morgan's catching big roosterfish, and I'm flipping puffer. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Mr. Pufferfish, because you're a pufferfish expert. He just made that up tonight. Wow. Uh, I think you need was, a logo. You know, he had to go back. I think what he did is he started reviewing old Hobie Outdoor Adventures to try to find a chink in the armor. And he had to go back a long way. A little op research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was... Uh, wow. Yeah, and I actually didn't know I had that, a.k.a. till today. So... Uh, <laughs> You can make a pretty tough-looking puffer fish. You know? <laughs> some jacked arms. Make a jack all jacked up. Give him like a mouthpiece. Yeah. yeah, It's hard to make a manly puffer fish. <laughs> no, you can do it. <laughs> On a lot of tea, a lot of testosterone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know? A little sweat going yeah, down the road. puffer fish. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, Pete, by the way, you're going to love this next guest because I, I, I was assuming that Ron Chambie was going to be the next guest, but I think Brian has a... Very special unannounced guest coming on. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I was, I, it was announced to me. I'm super psyched to talk to this guy. You, you do know. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So this does lend itself a little bit to yep. the Philadelphia Eagles in a way. Yeah. Sort well, of. In a big way. In a big way. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited to talk to this guy. Who, who do we have coming on the phone then? Robinson. Wow. <laughs> okay. We're going to get him on the phone. Brian DeCarpenter. We got him. Let's we go. got him. And joining us now, I don't know where he's at. Uh, we're going to find out. Pete, why don't you introduce him? Because I know that you're an Eagles fan, and I think you'll do a better job of it. <laughs> well, well, he's he's the, the coming off one of the most amazing wins in the history of the NFL. It's a pretty, pretty good win. Uh, we got Miss, Mr. Robinson from the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, Brian. What's going on, guys? <laughs> How you doing? Uh, I'm a little beat up, uh, <laughs> but other than that, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. That's awesome. All right, now, I, we were talking off camera. That was an amazing game, an amazing finish to an amazing game. Uh, are are you still? Is your adrenaline still pumping, or are you in that letdown phase where it's over and now you're ready to get to the next game? Let me let me tell you how my day started off. First off, I I woke up at uh, 5:30 this morning to get my Monday routine massage, and the first thing I had to do, I, I'm normally not a guy that turns on sports center, but the first thing I had to do was turn on sports center this morning to make sure that that wasn't a dream, that it was reality, so, uh, so yeah, I kind of, uh, kind of was on a high this morning, and now I'm kind of letting down, and starting to realize, you know what, we got another game ahead of us, and uh, you're stuck in the woods, actually, so we got uh, to get out there. Well, man, no, that, I, I think you should just keep partying and getting massages. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you do, but that's not going to happen, buddy. <laughs> well, it, this is exciting. This is big. I can tell you that, uh, you know, here in Ike Live Studios, this is going to make this game more exciting to us mm. right now to have a good friend on the opposing team. And, of course, a lot of us are rooting for the Eagles. But I, I love this, Pete. 
I, I couldn't ask for a better game coming up this weekend. I'm, I'm super excited. I mean, I watched that game. It was so amazing. I can't imagine, you know, the emotions that you guys went through because I, I, I went through it just just watching it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited that you're coming to town. It's going to be really cool watching you play in our stadium. And uh, you're going to be... You're you're going to be the top dog there because the Eagles are the underdog in that game, and uh, it's going to be quite a battle. I mean, you guys you guys came off a great win. The Eagles really kind of skated away from losing <laughs> on the last game, but it's uh it, it's going to be a great great game. Um, you know who who are you picking? <laughs> well, uh, you know, let's, let's be honest here. All the all the odds makers. Really don't matter when it comes to this game, and you know what? You guys got a really good defense up there. We know that, and uh, we also know y'all like to establish the run. So we're definitely going to have our work cut out for us on Sunday. But you know what? I got to roll with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, <laughs> That's a surprising call. Surprising call. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to. I want to make an analogy here because I think it's a great time to do it uh, between football and fishing. Professional football, professional fishing. I hear it all the time, Pete. We deal with this all the time. People, you know, basically saying in professional fishing, it's all luck, right? You know, it's all luck. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, you can fish 300 days a year. At the end of the day, if you win an event, catch a big one, it's all luck. It, skill doesn't matter. I hear that so much. Uh, I, I see an analogy here. Did any luck play? Because I know the answer. In fishing, there is no luck. Do you get that in in football, Brian? Do you, do you get that at all? And did you get that in that game? Were there were there people uh, you know saying this was a lucky moment? I don't think that's true, but but do you get that? Well, I think here, here's the deal. I mean, at the end of the day, I'd rather be lucky than good any day of the week. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, definitely, um, you have to. You know, we, the thing about it is, we have never been on the right side of, of that type of ball game. And <laughs> this time, I think what really what really stood out for us, and you know how it is, Mike, when you go in and you pre-practice and you put in all this hard work and you practice different situations, and it's the same thing with us on the football field. We practice these situations yeah. throughout the offseason, throughout training camp. So when you get put in those situations, you're comfortable. You, you, you know what you need to do. In order to, to win a ball game, and, and that really was one of those deals that stuck out yesterday for us. I mean, obviously we got a little lucky with uh, you know the guy missing the tackle and, and stuff like that, but um, at the end of the day, it was still a play that we called up based yeah. on the situation that we had practiced before. Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's basically the same answer I give in different contexts. Dude, there's luck in anything in life, Pete. Dave, Dave there's luck in anything in life, but at the end of the day. It's your hard work. It's your preparation that gets you to that point. Hey, Brian. It's Dave. Uh, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Hey, let me ask you. Did you guys uh, review the game film yet today? Yeah, we watched it today when we went into work. How, ma- how many times did the- how many times did you guys loop the missed tackle? <laughs> well, we didn't do it because we were watching the defensive tape. But uh, you know, here's the deal. You know, we we were actually a little disappointed in ourselves watching that ball game today because we realized that if we make a play here, we score again. Uh, we stop them and get off the field one time. That that game is totally different ball game. It may end up being a blowout. So, uh, but you know what? That's hats off to Drew Brees and that and that that football team over there. They fought back and they uh, ended up being one for the ages. No doubt about it. Well, you sure did a hell of a job shutting them down in the first half. Uh, they they couldn't do anything with you guys. Yeah, we we knew they wanted to to get the screening game going and be able to run the ball. Uh, we were able to shut that down and kind of put them in a situation where they had to pass the ball. And, uh, they made some adjustments at halftime and came back out. But you know what? We're, we're going we're to have to do the same thing this week. We know we know Philly likes to run the ball, so we're going to have to get after it a little bit. Well, I think you guys are going to get lucky with the weather. Uh, I heard the game time forecast. I mean, it's been freezing down here. I think it's going to be in the mid-50s for your game. So um, Wow. Yeah, that's, that should make every – Passing game and a lot of things could come alive. Uh, yeah, know, here, like that. here it goes. Mid fifties, a little bit of cloud cover, falling barometer. You know what happens when those conditions are around? <laughs> the yeah, fuckers bite. I know exactly what happens when conditions are around. You shouldn't be on a football field. <laughs> 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 you 
right, speaking of conditions, I will switch gears. Brian, tell me a little bit about what do you got coming up in 2018 from a fishing standpoint? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna fish what I can. Uh, obviously, I've got my foundation tournament that we've uh, we've been setting up and getting everything rolling for that. So we've got our our Rayburn tournament down in Texas, March 29th and 31st. We've got our Minnesota tournament uh, up here in Minnesota, June 15th through the 17th. So that'll be a big priority during the off season. But I'll definitely I'll probably go to the classic again. Um, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna maybe, hopefully fish maybe a Texas team trailer to maybe some bad camp events and stuff like that. So, uh, and then just go out there and do some fun fishing. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's kind of what I got planned for this off season. That's awesome. And and you know, if by chance you guys do win the Super Bowl, I have to tell you that a Super Bowl ring makes a tremendous Carolina rig weight. <laughs> Well, and I'll need it because I think there's a I think there's a, a FLW Costa event that's going on down there. So I mean, it would probably be one use in the Carolina Rig Super Bowl ring. So no doubt, <laughs> you'll be the only one in that tournament doing it. So yep, yep, always got to find something different, right? It, it, it makes that special clacking sound. It does. It says all the like diamonds. It's got a little flash to it. It's got a little flash to it. Yeah, a little flash. Yeah, it's all the flash. it's all the diamonds. And they actually put yeah. on a Super Bowl ring. They put. We actually know the guy, Dave Smith, uh, fellow fisherman, makes all the Super Bowl rings. Yeah, same guy yeah. that makes the classic rings. They're built a lot the same, except the Super Bowl ring they use real diamonds and 24 <laughs> karat gold, and the Bassmaster classic ring it's moissanite and five karat gold. So yeah, so pretty much the same thing. Pretty much the same thing. <laughs> But uh, I mean, it's basically the difference between lead and tungsten, right? Right, right. It's a softer yeah. come across the bottom. <laughs> That's right. Well, Brian, I I tell you, thanks for coming on. I am uh, I, I'm so stoked uh, for your win, and I'm so stoked to watch this game coming up this weekend. I I don't I don't know, Pete. Can you remember the last time you were as excited about this game? I'm excited, like yeah, excited, excited. Yeah. Well, it's great. Now, as a Philly fan, you know, I've been forever and. Uh, you know, we we're not in this position very often. Like you, the uh, you know the the plays usually go against us, right? And and it uh, doesn't work out. But the uh, you know it's going to be awesome. It's really awesome for me personally, knowing somebody that's that's playing on the the Vikings team. I'm going to be rooting for the Eagles, of course, because I have to. But uh, but I'll be lo- I'll be watching you play. I wish you the best. And either way, I mean, I we win because. You know, either Eagles are going to the Super Bowl or one of our buddies is going to the Super yes. Bowl. So yep. it's a win-win. Win-win. Well, well, let me let me say this, man. I, I have been very overwhelmed the last couple of days of the uh, as a football player and a uh, you know a, a fisherman outside of football. I've been very overwhelmed with all the support that I've gotten from the fishermen, um, both on the bass side, the the elite guys, and, and as well the FLW tour guys. I mean, it's just been overwhelming the support that I've gotten from them. And I appreciate that very much. I appreciate you guys, and uh, I hope you guys are still a little sad next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, awesome. the tape will tell, and uh, we'll definitely try to see you, Brian, at the Classic this year. Hope to see you there. Yes, sir. We'll see you. You got it. Have a great game. Thanks, Good luck. Bro. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Wow, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. It's a that's big. This is a big moment for him, man. Big moment. That is a that's a huge moment. I yeah. mean, how, you know, in any pro's career, I mean, you just don't get a chance to go to the Super Bowl every year. Nah, you it's know, like making it's like it's, it's not, like being in contention on the last day of class. Well, you're not. You know, it's like you, nobody qualifies for 17 classics in a row. Nobody makes the Super Bowl. Right. That it's much. Like, it's like catching a nine and a half pounder. <laughs> Ten minutes into the tournament morning, and not catching another fucking keeper the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like that, but different. Uh, oh, you know what's it. funny? I got to tell you, I saw. It, it's funny that this is all coming full circle. That day I got off the water, dude. I was so I was beside myself, you know, because I caught two two fish early, and then couldn't couldn't do anything else. And you know, when you're that pissed off, dude, you just don't want you you know you don't want any anything to do with anybody i'm internalizing what happened the mistakes i made and i open the car door to like go back and put the trail this is like i pull out of the water i know it's over i know i'm done yeah and i'm pissed off and the first I open the door and i'm like oh great it's a fan i gotta <laughs> talk to a fan i'm, I'm thinking that just because not because i don't like the fans because i'm mad 
and it's Brian Robinson and his and his son. <laughs> oh, Brian Robinson? <laughs> yeah, and his son were there, and they were the first people I saw when I pulled out of the ramp. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and he actually brought me back to reality a little bit. It was cool. I mean, I still punched the uh, screen to my radio and everything, but, you know. Did you? It was nice. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> he, I mean, he brought me back down to reality like, it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like... Yeah. Just didn't have. Plus, you don't you know? want to make that guy mad. Nah, you don't want to make that guy mad. Right. <laughs> that could be trouble. That could be trouble. He's a I big mean, guy. Six, Speaking I, of big guy, giant guys. man. Yeah, he's sitting next guy. to him to interview him. I mean, like you met, you made this comment before. Like NFL athletes are a different breed. I mean, they're right. structured different than different. than regular people. And when I sat next to him at the classic, and you know when we did our interview there, it's it was, big guy. Ah, it's just amazing. Yeah. You know, and proportional. You know, just giant. Yeah. You know, a giant person. Like a full-size you know? brush hog versus a baby brush hog. <laughs> kind of like that. Exactly. Yeah, it was peach size, but muscle. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wondering how long it would take for that to come around. <laughs> that was from that comment during the first session. <laughs> rip, rip, rip it on. It, it brought come. it all back. All right. From, we got another guest coming on. We're going to keep it rolling. And from one champion... To another. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, we've got a guest we've had on the show before. Great friend of everybody's. Great friend of the show. Uh, and and perfect for a kayak special. Ron Champion joins us, everybody. Hey, Ron. What's cooking? Uh. <laughs> Eric, talk for him. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear you either, though. That's the funny thing. Jesus Christ. Those are the first words I'm supposed to get here. Ron, we can't hear Eric. Oh, my God. All right, Dave, give us, give, be Ron then. Somebody be Ron. Well, he's off the screen now. Oh, he's so off the screen. Yeah. Hey, you know what? While we're waiting to see him up, we, we, we didn't even mention, he mentioned the Costa. It made me think about that angler that lost his life. We need to talk about that. Yeah. If Ryan wasn't, uh, Brian wasn't rushing me through the entire show, yeah. we would have talked about that. <laughs> Yeah, we are, yeah. we are going to talk about that. Right. Let's. I want I want to get Ron on, and then we'll. Yeah, he's back up. We will bring that up during the next break. All right, we're going to try it again. We're going to pretend it never happened. Uh, joining us live on Ike Live, Ron Champion, everybody. Let's try it again, Ron Champion. I'm here. Oh! Yeah. We got sound. Wow. Fifty-fifty, <laughs> Brian. What's up, in. guys? What's going on, Ron? How you doing? Oh, good, man. Sitting here. It's cold down here in Savannah, Georgia. Cold? And, that's not possible. Man, it snowed here uh, two weeks ago, and it's the first accumulating snow we've had in 29 years. Holy smokes. That, that's cold. Now, are you, are you... Inch of ice and about two and a half inches of snow, and it was crazy. Wow. Now, are you chipping... Uh, I, I see these images coming from South Florida where the guys are chipping out alligators and snakes and fish out <laughs> of the ice. Are you chipping stuff out of the ice? I ain't chipping no alligators out <laughs> <laughs> Man, they're everywhere down here, man. Whew, coming, you know, I'm a Tennessee boy, and when I moved here a little over two years ago, man, there's gators in every hole down here. It's crazy. Wow. That's that's so unusual, Pete. It's been such a weird winter to have these big drifts of coal going that far south. Yeah, it's 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 going to – I wonder how that's going to play, right? Because we got some, a lot of big tournaments coming up all across the country. Water temperatures are looking like, you know, they're going to be lower than they would normally be. Uh, on those times of year, you know, with all this yeah. all this cold, we even yeah, have icebergs floating down the Delaware River right true. now. That's true. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah, these uh these Florida and South Georgia fish and Florida fish they don't like cold weather. Um, I've got a big tournament I leave out Wednesday. Um, I'm going down to Florida, the Ten Championship. Be trying to go win that again. Me and a buddy of mine, we tied for the Ten Championship last year. Mike, you was there uh, down at Bienville. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think you went down there and you you whooped up on Hoover a little bit. Yeah, I had to. I had to. He was talking so much smack. He said my kayak had tan lines on it. I had to go down there and, and teach him a lesson. Yeah, you taught him one, all right. Well, we'll be down there this uh, this weekend. I leave, like I said, Wednesday. Um, and hopefully I can go down there and um, win that tournament outright this year instead of you know having to be a co-champion as last year with the tie. So. Uh, be uh, taking this, the top ten guys in uh, in points in KBF, and then the winner gets to go back and you know compete and uh, try to. You got to dethrone the champion, and and I've got that last name, so they can't never take that. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to know, having fished it last year, is is that something you're going to use? Are you are you going to use 
that knowledge that you same patterns, same techniques, or are you going this year with it being a different kind of weather and just approaching it with new eyes? Well, the, I'll take the knowledge of the area, but they actually moved us uh, to a different lake. You know, there's multiple lakes down there, so we're not fishing the same lake that we fished last year. Um, that way, there's what was no extra advantage for the new guys that were coming in. But um, um, but I, I mean, it's uh, you know th- those are those mining pits, and you know it's all strip mines and yeah. stuff, and it, it's. It's a, it's a, just a, it's like a, a corn maze out there. You know, you, you think you're going somewhere and then you hit a dead end. You got to turn around and find your way through it. And so, um, the lake that we're on is really, uh, it's a, it's a labyrinth of little canals and channels. And, um, so it'll, it'll be, uh, we, we get a day and a half to go out and just, uh, take our, of course, I'm in the Hobie, so I'm paddling around everywhere. Um, I'll be um, be trying to learn the lake and learn where I'm at, where I'm going. Um, but no fishing. We got a day and a half, no fishing. All we can do is go out with our boats wow. and our grass and try to find something. And then uh, the tournament starts Friday, and we'll be fishing Friday and Saturday. Wow. <clears throat> That's so, interesting yeah. practice period, Pete, with no fishing, just scouting. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I mean, that That's is it. that is like super. It's what you do during the pre-practice round. Right. But uh, are you uh, – are you? What are you rocking? Side imaging, three sixty. Yeah. What, what, what do you? What are you working with out there? I've, I've got the uh, Lawrence, the the TI nine, uh, so it's a total scan. So I'm shooting down side <clears throat> sonar. You know, it's just a just like if you were in your bass boat, and you know, I'm I'm out there. You know, it's it's those mining pits, so it's, there's a lot of soft bottom. You know, so I'm looking for those hard bottoms, those areas where those fish might stack up. You know, especially, you know, when, when these cold weather fronts come in, um, they like to get in some of these deep holes. And if you can find them, they'll usually be grouped up. And that's how I, that's how I did well last year and ended up, you know, tying for the championship is uh, uh, I found my fish deep. Um, there was beds everywhere. I mean, I mean, thousands of beds, uh, but there wasn't a lot of fish on the beds. I think a lot of fish started pulling up last year and then we had cold, cold weather and they kind of just backed off. And uh, but the but the weather improved while we were there, so some of those fish actually pulled back on them beds. I fished deep. I stayed out in the middle of the lake, and I fished. Uh, you could have probably took a took a blanket and laid it across the area that I was fishing. I pulled ten. Well, I pulled. I caught about thirty five fish off that one spot, but my ten best was one hundred ninety five inches. Wow. Ten fish. So that's uh that's, that's almost a, a twenty inch fish average. Yeah, that's good fishing. Yeah, twenty two inches. Yeah. You had yeah. some you had some correct me if I'm wrong, but you had some giants off that spot. I remember hearing like big, yeah. big fish. I caught man, I I lost the biggest fish I had I, of the whole weekend there. Uh I fought that fish for five minutes. I never could turn that fish. Wow. He finally came up one time and boiled uh, and then got me hung up and went back down. It was it was well over a double digit. I mean, I've got eleven four one, my biggest, and it was bigger than it. It was a giant. So and I, and then he got me hung up, and I had to. I fought it. I kept trying to get him on. He was. I don't know what it was hung up on the bottom, and um, I finally it broke me off. And then I retied and threw right back in that same spot, and I caught a twenty three incher, and um, I now pulled in like a twenty two off of it. And, That's it was crazy, man. There for about two or three hours, they were feeding hard, and they were stacked in there. So I hope to find something like that, you know, this you know, this week I go down there. Be nice to, be nice to find a group of fish like that deep. Yeah, I, I love uh, the deep fish in Florida because they don't get as much pressure. You know, they just simply right. don't. Well, the, the weather seems to be conducive to, you know, deep water fishing down there. So, you know, we talked a lot about the kayak community and how social it is. Are you going to be posting the waypoints from your winning spot from last year? <laughs> well, we're, no, they moved us. So the lake that, you know, we fished last year, they're actually holding an open event uh, for anybody can come in and fish it. There'll probably be somewhere around 100 anglers fishing that lake. I've had a few people reach out to me already. So, um, they own their own on this one uh, because I may be back on that lake, you know, uh, next year. Who knows? And so, but there's good fish, and I mean, those lakes like that. I mean, you can catch a, a ten pounder at any cast down there at Bienville. It's an amazing place to fish. Um, I mean, Mike, you know, I mean, you saw it, you fished it. It's 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 beautiful down there. It's nice. 
gorgeous. I love that place. Uh, we got a lot of guys and ladies watching tonight, Ron, that are are new to kayak fishing. They they either are just getting involved in the sport, they just purchased their first kayak. Give them one tip on how to become a more efficient kayak angler because I know that that's a that's a big issue for a lot of newcomers to the sport is being efficient. Give them one tip to be a more efficient angler in a kayak. Well, I mean, you can't get in a hurry anyway. You know, I mean, you know, you're, you know, slow down. I mean, I think that's that's one of the biggest things with with any fisherman is uh, teaching yourself, you know, and, and making yourself slow down sometimes. Um, I, I fish, uh, I fish slow anyway, you know, so kayak fishing really, you know, it fit, it fit well with me when I started it, you know, back in 2013. And I don't get in a hurry, you know, it's nothing for me. I'll sit on one brush file for 10 hours if I have to, you know, to pull five fish off of it, you know. So, um, you know, just don't get in a hurry. You know, fish the water, you know, that's your own. Fish it thorough. It'll make you a better fisherman kayak fishing. Well, I mean, you that you can't cover a lot of water anyway. You're, 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 you know, you can run and gun some, but, you know, you, you figure, you know, five to six miles in one, one tournament, that's about probably – you're normal, you know, if you're going to go two, three miles one direction, fish your way back. I've done 16 miles before in one tournament, but, um, but you know, it, it was five miles just to get to my fishing ground and then five miles back, you know, so that's what took a lot of that up. And don't leave fish to find fish. They're there, you know, fish them, fish them hard, you know. If you know they're there and they ain't biting, you know, keep, keep changing baits up, keep changing, you know, the way you're working that bait, you know, the action to it. And, Yo, I mean, the Bienville tournament last year, I mean, for two days, I sat on that one spot. I mean, two days. I didn't leave it. And I caught 35-plus fish off that spot. You know, they're there, you know, especially this time of the year with that with weather patterns like this and these cold snaps come in. You know, you got to slow down anyway. Scent plays a big role. I know y'all were talking about that earlier. You know, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, just take your time, man. Fish that, slow, fish hard. That's awesome. Now I know. So you're leaving this weekend for the the ten championship. I have a note here that you got another one coming up at the end of March on yeah. Kentucky Lake. What's the deal with that <clears throat> one? That's the big one, man. That's the uh, that's the national championship. There's going to be uh, over 800 anglers already already prepaid, already signed, you know, already paid their entry fee. So imagine 800 kayak anglers on Kentucky Lake. That's a that's going to be a big one. First place is going to pay a hundred thousand dollars. Wow! Wow! I, I buy a lot of baits. <laughs> wow! Wow! Now so let me let me do the math here. A hundred thousand dollars, eight hundred anglers. The end of March on Kentucky Lake. There's probably about ten or twenty other bass boat tournaments going on. During the same time, is that <laughs> a lot, go, is a lot that, of people on the water. It's going to be a lot of people. Is that going to be an issue for you guys? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, with kayak fishing, you know, you're, you know, on our tournaments, you you have to launch from a public location. It doesn't have to be a ramp. It could be a dead end road at a, on a on the river or anywhere, but it still has to be public access. There's limited public access on Kentucky Lake. Right. So you put 800 kayaks on there, even you know Barclays included in that. Guys are going to be all over the top of each other, you right. know, and and you just have to, you've got to just zone that out, you know. Don't worry about it, you know. Fish your way, you know. If somebody gets around you, you just can't let that let it you know get to you. That'll uh, just 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 fish, but you know the kayak kayak fishing world, it's you know it it's it's good, man. I mean, guys give you respect, they give you your room. You know, and they're they're very, you know, hey, are, you know, you mind if I fish over here? You know, it's very, it's it's good. There's been some times when some guys get close. You know, uh, I've had to be vocal a little bit. I need to back up a little bit, man. Yeah. I've been sitting here three hours on this one brush pile. Yeah. You know, overall, it's it's. I mean, you just gotta, you just gotta go with the flow, man. Uh, guys are going to be all over each other on that tournament. That's a lot of kayaks on that's, one lake. I don't care lot. how the body of water is that's a ton it's a ton of kayaks it's going to be a ton of bass boats let me let me just put you on the spot ron what are you going to do when jacob wheeler pulls up on you <clears throat> bring it on baby. <laughs> <clears throat> bring it on 
<laughs> I'll sit right there with me. Bad to get beat beat out of a man fishing out of a piece of Tupperware. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I don't think no problem out nobody though. That's awesome. I I've got another note here, and I want to know a little bit about this because anytime I see something, I have no idea what it is. It makes me curious. Got a little note from Brian the Carpenter says B two F, which is stands for built to fish. Yeah. What is that, Ron? You can see the see the shirt B two F. Keep that um, shirt on, Ron. Keep that shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody don't want to see none of that. But uh, no, we um, me and my wife we uh, we actually started a new company. Um, something I've had an idea I've had for about four almost five years. Um, I wanted to do. Uh, wanted to start a, a brand you know my own brand um i mean it's you know built to fish i mean that's just that's me that's everything inside of me it's how god created me you know i'm a fisherman uh if i'm not fishing i'm thinking about fishing you know it's just it's part of my life it's been that way forever and so built to fish just kind of kind of fit and you know I, I do apparel you know i make it for a lot of different companies and guys and celebrities and so uh, I wanted to do my own apparel line, and that's where Built to Fish came. And me and my wife talked about it, and we kind of launched the idea in the company. Um, been a little over a month ago, and we finally just got all of our new hats and shirts just arrived because um, we make we do all of our own design and we do our own printing and embroidery. And so that's what the brand is. It's going to kind of be a lifestyle brand, Built to Fish. We got some great you know designs coming out. Uh, we've had some amazing response. You know, from not just the kayak world. I mean, this is for all fishermen. You know, I don't care what a man fishes out of. As long as he's fishing, you know, he's my buddy. He's my kind of guy I want to hang out with. And that's what this brand is about, built to fish. It doesn't matter what you fish for or what you fish out of. You know, that's what we are. That's awesome. It's good-looking stuff. I'd like to rock that, Ron, if that's okay. Y'all got some stuff coming, man. I told Brian as soon as everything came in, I was going to send you guys with the show and send y'all some stuff. So, We'll get a package out to y'all. Uh, it'll be next week. Uh, I'm going to go down there and win that tournament this weekend. So when I get back, I'll make y'all some stuff out Monday. Hey, Rod, but, I just want to say, send that package to me because if it goes to Mike, I'll, I'll get I'll get a third of it maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'll give him the wristband and I'll keep everything else. Uh, yeah. Now, I know, I know you're a big supporter of youth fishing. You're a big supporter of getting kids involved in the sport. I keep seeing this little head pop up. In the background there, I, I can see this little head pop up back there. Uh, Man, who do you who do you got back there, Ron? He uh, he stayed up past his bedtime to, to, <laughs> for this tonight. Uh, his bedtime was thirty minutes ago, so he uh, he's kind of excited. Uh, my son um, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna step over to the side. And I'll just let him introduce himself, and y'all can talk to him. And he's been looking forward to this all day. That's awesome. How you doing, young man? I'm good. What's your name? Branton. Branton, good to meet you, Branton. Now, I, I, I need to know, uh, you, you've had to have been fishing for a long time. You're young. How old are you, by the way? Uh, 11. 11 years old, only 11 years old. Do you remember the first time you went fishing? How old were you? Um... Probably about two or three. Yeah, somewhere around two or three. Wow. Wow, you got into it when you're real real young. Why, I'm going to put you on the spot. Why do you like fishing? What is it about fishing that you like? Um, I don't know. I just like catching big fish. Yeah! <laughs> Us too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> what is your biggest fish that you've caught? Um. It was um, 19 and a quarter inches. Wow. Largemouth. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Do you have a favorite technique? Are you are you a crankbait guy? Are you a, a Carolina rig guy, a topwater guy? What, what, what kind of fisherman would you describe yourself as? Uh, I like using worms. Plastics. Yes. Woo. Sanko. Grande bass. Grande bass. Oh, grande bass. There's the sponsor plug. You're learning early. I like that. Now, 
Now listen, I have a note. I have a note here that uh, the first youth tournament you ever fished, you won. You won that thing. How did that feel when you won that tournament? Um, I really liked it. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> did you get a big trophy? Um, yeah. yes. Awesome. And I, I also have a note here that you took third overall in another tournament, and you beat out a hundred adults. Is that true? Yes. It was the same tournament. Oh, the same tournament! Uh, Your first tournament, you beat out a hundred adults? Yes. Wow. Is it is it true that Hunter Shryrock protested you in that tournament? Apparently <laughs> <laughs> not. It's better than that. Are you going are you going to be competing out of a Hobie uh at Kentucky Lake against your uh dad coming up? Um I don't think I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's coming. You got some youth events coming. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I I tell you, Brant and I I love that you're fishing. I love that you're this into it at such a young age. And uh, based on your early success, I have a feeling you're going to be out fishing your dad really really soon on a consistent yeah. basis. I have a feeling, man. I can see it. I can see it in your eyes. Do, do, do you have any tips for your dad where he could improve his fishing? Uh, uh. <laughs> hey, Brandon, do, do you know how to go get your dad's waypoints off of his <laughs> Okay, I'll tell you if you don't know how. I'll tell you. Okay, so go out there, and you power it up. You hit power. You'll see Lorance flash, and then it'll come on, and then you hit okay. And then when the menu pops up, hit menu. Go all the way down to files, hit enter on files, <laughs> then when files comes up, go down to waypoints, enter on waypoints, then you put in your little micro SD card, just push it until it snaps, and then once it hits there, put export, once you push export, put export to the little tiny card, it'll be on the right or left hand side, you can name it Ike Live Show, and then stick it in the mail and send it to Brian. <laughs> I can still ground him for the rest That's of the That's the actual life. way to do it. I'm just telling you. Nice class on espionage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, like I know. Well, Brant, listen, thank you for staying up with us past your bedtime. Uh, it, I, it was great talking to you. Very inspiring to see a young man like you uh, get into fishing and have a lot of success at your age. So congratulations and uh, good luck in 2018. Wish you the best. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck, little man. All right. All right, you go to bed. I love you. <laughs> That's awesome. That's my boy. Y'all going to get that boy in trouble. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Ron, you know what's going to happen when you come back from work tomorrow. He's going to be on your Lawrence unit <laughs> downloading the little SIM card. He's got his own pro angler out there. You oh, know, we lost so. sound. We, uh, we lost sound. Yes. Ron, we lost your sound. Okay, bro. hold on. We, we lost sound. I'm going to say this. Ron, thank you for joining us on Ike Live. Good, good luck. Wish you the best. I want to see you win. Hold, hold on. Ask him that one question, and he can, he can answer it with his hands. Okay. The question is, hold on. I have it here somewhere. Okay, answer this with your hands, Ron. <laughs> How happy wh- were you when I beat Chad Hoover and made him shave his beard off? <laughs> on a scale from 1 to 10. How happy were you? <laughs> 10! 10! And there you have it. Ron Champion, everybody! Good luck, Ron. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Ron. Dude, his hands are like a gorilla foot. I know. Like a, like a gorilla foot. You ever yeah. see like a thing? That was scary. Eric the intern, what you got cooking back there? I think all this right. is the first time we can hear yeah, you all night, so, by the way. What's up, guys? Eric the intern. But anyway, before we move forward, I, there's a string of comments that we really need to address. All night long. This has been a hot topic on the IM board. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Dave feels uh, well, that, They, they came Dave, out and looked at right, me, listen, both of them, listen, individually. So just, go ahead. Just listen. Is Dave wearing skinny jeans? Yeah. Is Dave wearing, <laughs> all, right, all right. Hang on. There's more. Is Dave wearing yoga pants? Oh! <laughs> is, Dave, is Dave wearing tights? Oh! 
Did Dave have his legs painted in latex? (laughs) (laughs) Pete, you want to trade seats? (laughs) Are are those yoga pants part of the community? (laughs) (laughs) Dave, what are they? Are they tights? Are they yoga pants? Are they late? (laughs) These guys are brutal, Uh, man. For you buffet chomping fatties out there in the athletic (laughs) world, we don't wear baggy sweatpants anymore. These are Under Armour, very cold gear type athletic clothes. Yes, I'm looking at them on screen. They look bad. They don't look as good as they do. <laughs> I'll give you that. All right. All right. You know, I did not. Yeah, they don't look that good. We, we just need to address that. Do you want to stand up? and yeah, I, I stand up, Brian. All right. Look, nothing wrong with these things, man. Look at that. All right. Athletic pants. <laughs> I'm looking. Thanks, Dave. Brian's got Walmart sweatpants on, and you're going to talk about these. <laughs> I knew something was up, when, but when you came out and then he come out right behind you, I knew somebody was. I do have sweatpants. I'm looking on. I'm, I just we looked on Instagram real quick. Dan Harriman wants to know, Dave, why are you rocking the man camel toe? <laughs> wow. Man, Dan beat me up tonight. <laughs> man toe. Dan, feeling you, bad. He's sick. He's beating them down. No, that's all right. You know what? I, I, didn't, I didn't even think. <laughs> all right, listen, Brian DeCarpenter, here's what we're going to do. I think take a little break. Right. I feel like we got a break coming. And uh, and when we come back, when everybody watching and listening right now, hang in there with us, because when we come back, Pete, we're going to start giving away these prizes. Yes. And we got some big ones yes. coming up. For all you kayak guys, all you Hobie kayak guys watch tonight, we've got an H crate <coughs> that we're giving away. We've got a great trivia question for that. We've got an amazing Hobie inflatable PFD, awesome. beautiful piece uh, piece of equipment, and a PA fourteen every ten minutes. Ah. No, <laughs> good thing your mic was off. We didn't hear you. Uh, <laughs> it was on. <laughs> so hang in there with us, and when we come back, Pete, we're going to be doing trivia. I got something else for Keaton. We've got Chris Payne, and then we have a very very special guest to close Another out the show. Guest? A very oh. special guest to close the show out tonight. He's going to bring it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Hang in there with us. When we come back, more Ike Live.